This is a show about content marketing for established course creators. Unlike other shows about marketing, we focus on sustainable, measurable content creation. How to authentically automate your marketing to build up your know, like, and trust factor with a nurtured, engaged audience. And get back to actually living your life instead of working to live. Hey, hey, everyone. How are you all doing? If you're listening to this close to the publishing date, Christmas has just passed. So if you're a person who loves and celebrates Christmas, I hope you had a great holiday. If you didn't, it's okay. It's probably really just another day, right? (laughs) But even if you're not someone who celebrates Christmas, it's still the end of 2022. And on that note, I kind of just wanted to touch base with you guys. I know that I'm all business all the time on here, but I'm a person and we build relationships based a lot of times on personal alignment and personality and all of those kinds of things. So I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I started 2022 off in a kind of awful way. I had a friend who rather tragically and traumatically died and it messed me up pretty bad for a while. I I really didn't work work for two months. I fell down on lead gen a lot. I was, you know, servicing my current clients, but I really wasn't like taking an active role in my business. And I've more or less spent the rest of 2022 dealing with that and just kind of rebuilding. And along with that rebuilding, it was giving me an opportunity. I had been learning from some people that I'm just not value aligned with. I don't trust them. I don't think that the business practices that they put out there are ones that I want to be known for. So while I was rebuilding my business, I took the opportunity to also just kind of reformulate how I put offers in the world, how I talk about things, how I am really. So on that note, I am re-airing an episode from uh, early 2021 with Maggie Patterson. Full disclosure, she's my business coach. I've been in her mastermind for two years, and I cannot tell you how much I value the work that she's doing in the world. Her podcast is its a really good place to learn about online scams, bro marketing, cults, persuasion, and how not to be crappy, basically, for lack of better words. And I am not reading from a script here, you guys. This is just my honest opinion and truth. And uh, the, the work she's putting out there is so good. And we had an episode a while back talking about building trust in a scammy world. And I want to re-air that because, again, if you're listening to this kind of close to the published date, in the last few weeks, there have been um, some pretty big name coaches. Uh, one was a name I was not familiar with at all until all the gossip broke out. But just people making some really big public mistakes and not owning them and then you know, all that stuff. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, that is okay. Please don't go online trying to figure it out. Uh, Count yourself blessed, honestly, if you weren't like pulled into all of the smut out there. But basically, there are ways you can align your business, build trust in a really good ethical way. There are, are ways that you can have good feelings about everything you're doing and not take advantage of people. And that is why I am re airing this episode. So Uh, If you don't know about Maggie, I'm going to have more information about her in the show notes, but she's really doing good work out there. Her and Michelle Mazur have a podcast called Duped, and then Maggie has her own called The BS Free Business Show, and I highly recommend checking them out if you want more on this topic. Hey, Maggie, welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust Show. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. I'm excited for our conversation. Me too. I have been, as well, you know, (laughs) following you on social media for many, many, many months. And I've been working with you. You run a fantastic mastermind. But what you've been doing online, talking about the the perils that we are facing in online marketing, and that finally, there's a great conversation happening about it has been so engaging. And I've been avidly following and and lately, you've been starting to talk about trust. And as this is the 
know, like, and trust. So I really wanted to get you on here to talk a little bit about what real trust means in our world. It is perfectly aligned. So I think one of the things I have struggled with since I've been in the online space since 2013, so I feel like an old timer, was really looking at these tactics that are what I call like the business as usual. And I was like, wait a second, I don't want to do this stuff in my business. And I know, Brittany, you don't either. And I'm sure your listeners don't. Things like, you know, really amped up scarcity, people being very creative about their expertise, um, (laughs) abandoning their clients once they're on the inside, blaming mindset issues. You know, there's all these things that kind of I think are very seen as normal and we're conditioned to accept them. And two things have really happened from that. Number one is on the business side, a lot of us start telling ourselves a story like, oh, I'm not good at marketing. I'm not good at sales because I don't want to do those things. So we just we're in this world and we don't want to do those things. And we feel really, really stuck. We're kind of torn. It's like, do I have to do those things in order to succeed? Uh Oh, and then the other part of it is you know, as consumers, you know, we've all had the, I'm sure most of your listeners, I know I have, I'm sure you have, Brittany, had those bad experiences where you invested in something and you were like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Like just, we did it because it was oversold in terms of what it could do for us. We were convinced or sold to in a way that was really, 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 really playing on fear. And it just takes us down a path to a place that we feel bad about the investment. We wasted money. Um, many times people waste, you know, spend money they don't even have on the promise of these, you know, six-figure and seven-figure dreams that may never materialize. So, you know, I see all that and I was like, wait a second. And then 2020 just kind of broke me. I was, I've always been commentating in the background on my podcast and social media, but I just kind of started watching the way things were going during the pandemic. And I was noticing the the temperature rising, the level of pressure, manipulation, and the constant stream of fear. And I was like, oh, no, not on my watch. <laughs> so I just kind of put my stake in the ground. I was like, listen, what this isn't normal. And this is not the way we need to do business. And, you know, my professional background is I come from agency land and professional consulting. So me looking at this, I was like, hey, 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 none of us have to do any of those things. And here's what the alternatives. And in looking at the market, I was like, okay, so at the core of all this is fear. Fear-based marketing, fear-based sales. Everything's about playing on people's fear, whether that be their fear of not being good enough, so they start embellishing the truth, or the fear they can't make the sale without pressure. So we start doing these things that are not natural and not needed to us. And that has become what's typical. And I was like, okay, based on all your years working, And, you know, being in PR, being in communications, being in marketing, I was like, well, what's the common denominator of what really why my clients have trusted me, why my clients' clients trust them? I was like, oh, it comes down to trust. So I did this entire deep dive because I was like, there's all these typical tactics. Let's talk about the alternative is let's talk about trusted tactics instead of, you know, just accepting that this is the way we have to do business. Because the other part of the conversation I saw, and I'm sure you've seen it, Brittany, is people being like, ah, oh, down with bro marketing. And then they're like, but we don't know the alternatives. I'm like, the alternatives is trust. And the alternative is what the rest of the world does. Like I, I work with sales teams all the time in my agency. And I'm like, there's nothing here in online business that is required. So why are we doing it? Let's go back to building relationships. Let's really amplify trust and go through everything with that filter instead of letting these fear-based tactics run our business and, you know, steal our money, really. So 
A couple things that you said there. You mentioned like the pressure, the fear-based pressure marketing. Like you feel like you're not good enough, so you put all these pressure tactics around your sales calls and things like that. And what popped to mind to me is a, a coach whose program I was in maybe five five years ago or so. And it was like a full business building type program, like a very large scale, you know, covers a lot of broad topics kind of program. One whole section was on, you know, discovery calls or sales calls or whatever you want to call them, right? And in that section, there was like a PDF handout that went along with a section and it was 10 ways you can tell your clients they can afford you. And I don't know if that was the exact title, but that was the intent. I promise and I assure you. And I cannot list all 10 of them, but I had such a sinking pit in my stomach because I know for a fact that one of them was get a high dollar limit credit card. If you don't already have one, get one now. And it specifically listed high dollar limit credit card. And I was like, holy buckets. You don't want to just take the money that like I've already paid you. You want more. And then one of the other of those 10 was take the money out of your 401k. And another one was take a second on your house. Yep. And I was disgusted. But I didn't know that this was wrong because I was new at this point. I was, you know, only a year or two into the online marketing world. And it was, this was the first, you know, high ticket program I had personally invested in. So I didn't know any better. And now I look back and I'm like, for five years, there have probably been things from that person's instruction that have been woven into my business that I might not actually even know how to separate. Yeah. And I, I love that you brought this up because I think there's two parts to this is number one, that's what I call this invested all costs message. And there is this school of thought. There is this approach that me as the seller, my job is to get your money no matter what. And that if you have any objections, my job is to handle them. Now, on the surface, that sounds good, right? Like a normal sales process, objections are going to come up. You have a back and forth. You let the person make the decision. But what these tactics do, like things like open the credit card, there are stories I've heard that would literally scare your listeners. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Because it's things like people have done this and literally cashed in their 401ks and lost their or, you know, done a mortgage, lost their house and are living in their car. Like this is literally one step removed for me. So this stuff is happening. People going into hundreds or, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars of debt. And it's like if you can't um, say no in that moment, just like get get off the call, terminate the call, because a lot of these programs use tactics designed to trap you into a situation where you don't feel like you can say no. So I think we have to take back our agency. We have to take back our self-trust and be like, hey, you know what? This isn't right. Ask for time to think about it. If they say no, you need to decide right now. The answer should be no. Goodbye. As far as I'm concerned. But I think the second part of this is what you said about you have definitely been impacted this. I've been influenced the same way when we're on Instagram and someone shows cute shoes and they're an influencer and they've got a shoppable link, we might buy those shoes or the lipstick. The same thing happens to us with the people, the teachers we have. And I think part of this is for us, you know, engaging our critical thinking, questioning the status quo, slowing down enough to be like, is that actually what I want to do? Is that aligned with my values? Is that how I want to run my business? And a lot of times the answer is going to be no. And if you have done things that you don't feel great about, I think do your best now to make them right and forgive yourself. We all do the best we can with the information we have where we are in our business. And I want to acknowledge like 
there's not a single person I know in this space who has not fallen prey to this at some point. And these people are really, really, really good at what they do. Like really, really good. I walked into this market with over, I think like 15 years of experience at that point. And I literally bought it hook, line, and sinker. I got out of that thinking faster than a lot of people because of this background and skills I had. But I feel like we just have to forgive ourselves and move on and be like, okay, learning from that, it's not happening to me again. So when you say learning from that, it's not happening to me again, what is your litmus test at this point? Like, how are you looking at people in the space and saying, can this person build trust with me? And then can this person maintain trust with me? How are you approaching that whole thing? Great question. So for me, it's a map like, and it's like these little, little tiny moments, but I think it's very, very much paying attention to how do they market? How do they sell? How do they run their programs? So, you know, a, a great example is look at their testimonials and their marketing. Are they all like these big 10x type, you know, big promises? Uh, in the sales process, is the price easy to find? Do I have to get on a sales call? Is there pressure? Like, look for those things that kind of make you give you pause and go, mm. okay, well, I'm just, you know, our normal reaction, I think a lot of times is to go with it and be like, oh, it's just how it's done. I think slow down and question every step in the process. Um, if anyone ever tells you something's just a mindset issue, I would push back on that hard and just be like, yeah, this this is a red flag. So I think getting to know what those red flags are, these are the things I talk about every single day on Instagram. And I'm, I mean, constantly talk about it because I think so many times we, we're conditioned, we're socialized to think these things are normal and they're not. So unpacking and unpicking them and really just slowing everything down to such a degree that you're like, wait a second, that doesn't seem right. And here's the thing I think that's really important in all of this is we need to not like it's very easy for me to say, hey, I believe these this set of tactics are wrong. I don't I try not to be overly prescriptive because each one of us is going to have a different set of ethics, different set of values. And where I land on that and where you land on that, Brittany, might be slightly different. And that doesn't mean that you are bad. It just means that our styles of business maybe aren't aligned. Now, that, all that to say, too, there are some people that I just think are terrible and downright despicable, but the majority of us, there's going to be a continuum. It's really hard when you're talking about things like this, because I think we all want that black and white rule. No, no, this is good. Yeah. This is bad. You're allowed to do this ethically. You're not allowed to do that ethically. And you're right. There's so much gray in between. Yeah. And I mean, ethics are, I think it's funny because soon as I started talking about this, I got so many messages like, well, what do I do? Everyone wanted to give me the solution. And I was, I kept pushing back and saying, you know what? This is how you got into this predicament was outsourcing your agency, was letting someone else tell you what to do. Stop letting other people tell you what to do. You want to run a business, you are going to need to find a way to trust yourself more and really like develop that as a skill set. And I think also, too, just knowing like, hey, if you don't know, you can trust yourself. Immediate circle, can you trust so that you can have those conversations to say, hey, you know what? I'm noticing this. Like, does this seem right to you? Because there's a lot of times our gut feeling will kick in or intuition and we go, we know on some level it's not quite right. But talking it out with someone can really, really help. So when you're talking about talking it out with someone, obviously, you're going to want to choose someone that you do trust. I mean, you want a good sounding board. Otherwise, what comes back at you is going to have those those same undertones you're trying to avoid, right? But beyond that, 
Like, what are the core things that you want to look at to say, is this person trustworthy? Can I build this relationship? Yeah. So there's five things I call the trust cores. You want to look at, is this truthful? And I think this is where, you know, no like trust factor. And I know this name is show, Brittany. We seem to think that no like trust should happen really fast. I think if you can, you know, take a little more consideration, you can start to watch for inconsistencies in the truth or like that someone is always just on it. Like you're like, okay, they are telling the truth because they are so consistent. There's no way they couldn't be. Start looking for transparency is what you see, what you get. And transparency is a little tricky because we live in an age of curated vulnerability and our brand looking a certain way. But, you know, watch people and watch how they, you know, how do they sell their program? What things do they say? What things do they do? What was your friend's experience? Look at all those things in terms of figuring out transparency. Next one is time. This one I feel like is the easiest one to spot. If someone's rushing your decisions, if someone makes big promises about what can happen in a certain amount of time, in business, time is a seriously under-respected part of our journey. Like there is just something Sometimes we just need to give it time and that is part of it. So I think watching for audacious claims related to time or anyone rushing you always will be like a, hey, I don't know if I can trust you 100%. Then the last two are results. You know, do, are you confident this person can can deliver and do what they say they're going to do? It's really easy, especially with things like testimonials too, for them to highlight this top 1%, you know, kind of diet culture based results, not typical story when really and truly, like, that's not going to be the experience. So is there a broad enough representation of what the results could do? Are they promising realistic things to you? Like, we've all seen these ads, build your coaching business in three weeks or less, fill your client roster this week. Um, if it doesn't sound realistic, it's probably not realistic. <laughs> Like, if it sounds too good to be true, it is, like, 100%. And the last thing is respect. And this one is a little more intangible, but, you know, how do they talk about their clients? How do they talk about their potential clients? I also think is a big part of that. Is there an honoring of your boundaries, of your needs, everything else? Because I think so much online, what has happened, because you're not sitting with people face-to-face, respect gets degraded because people just think of other people as credit cards. Like, how can I make the sale for my course? How can I sell my coaching program? Without thinking about like, hey, everybody's a little bit different. And I think one of the biggest things, like if you really want to watch for respect is when they talk about potential clients or just their community in general, is it at all disparaging? Are they taking this kind of stance that's like, well, if you're not with us, you're against us and you have a mindset issue or you need to level up. Those are subtle flags that there is potentially disrespect for you there. And I think for me, like the further I've gotten away from people that use that kind of marketing, the happier I am because I can show up as who I really am. I know that we're going to have a relationship that has not just me respecting them, but them respecting me back. Because so much of the respect in this space is one way. It's really about, you know, respecting the leader and exalting them as, you know, the solution for all things. I love what you actually just ended up with there, exalting the leader. 
because I feel like a lot of online spaces kind of have that cultish. And I know I'm totally using one of your trigger words here, you saying cult, but <laughs> they do have this cult like mentality. And I've, I've seen it in Facebook groups specifically. We saw a lot of this last summer with the whole Black Lives Matter thing emerging. There were leaders of very large groups out there who were simply saying, no, you don't get to talk about that. Or maybe even worse yet, they were deleting comments that were asking them to give an opinion on something. And I think for a lot of people I know, at least, that was one of the first real big wake up calls that, hey, these big leader guru people don't necessarily have all the answers for everybody. Maybe not for anyone in some of their cases, I might say. But I think that wake up call, you know, that was, you know, a good nine months ago at this point, And not much has changed. Nope. I think we've seen, I mean, Brittany, I know you're really tuned into this, given that we share, you know, an Enneagram number. So you have <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a low tolerance for this kind of stuff. You're kind of like, just make it right and do it now. <laughs> but I think, you know, what's it been interesting about watching that experience is I had people, you know, I've been friends with for years. were like, oh, this is what you're talking about. Like it was a big you know, this moment of racial reckoning, but also a moment of people within this community waking up and being like, oh, that person's response is actually pretty gross. And I think that leader follower dynamic, it starts out really innocent. But even just thinking of the language of social media followers, like I don't want to talk about my followers. I really see the people in my community as being in community with me. I'm not I might be further ahead than them, but it doesn't mean I'm superior to them. So, you know, the thing I always think about is let's put someone's character above charisma. Charisma, I feel like is dangerous. It's overrated. And if you get, if you're at all familiar with, you know, cult podcasts or shows or whatever, there's a lot of crossover in terms of that dynamic a lot of these people have. It is very much what you said, like they're dirty deleting comments. They're like, it's my way or the highway. Challenges to leader are not tolerated. And all of those things, it's information. So watch who, how that plays out. Watch what's not being said. There's a lot we can learn by just sitting back and being like, okay, noted. And then the other part of this is there's a lot of people did who've jumped on this kind of woke washing, look at me, I'm so ethical train. And it's one thing to say, oh, I'm running an ethical business or a values-based business or heart-centered or whatever you want to say it is. It's another to actually do it. And I think this is where we need to look for more than words. We need to look at the actual impact, not just the intent of what they're trying to do and dig into that more. And I do know, you know, in terms of the data around trust, what's really interesting is we are in this kind of stage of what's being called information bankruptcy. So people are very much looking to brands. They're very like even the smallest brands are looking towards us to be in alignment with their values. So we need to make sure that as businesses that we are really keeping that at the forefront and that we are following through and doing what we say we're going to do, that we are living our values, that our public persona and our behind closed doors when we start coaching someone or working with them or providing a service is very, very consistent. Yeah, 100%. I mean, when we have a even idea of a public persona versus who we really are, I think there's a, a huge gap there that anyone who's putting on a public face needs to address within themselves. Because if you feel like you really can't be yourself in front of your quote unquote followers, then what are you doing? Yeah. And like, more importantly, why, like, I, I don't have the energy, like, I literally don't have the energy to try <laughs> to cultivate a public persona. I will say like, 
this doesn't mean I share every aspect of my life. I don't perform my life on the internet. But when I show up to talk about business on Instagram or on my podcast, it is the exact same way I'm going to talk to you when you are on the inside of a mastermind or any other engagement with me. There is no changing. Like I'm not all one way one day and then totally different the other day. It's exhausting. And I think if you're thinking of your brand that way, there's a lot to be said for just showing up as who you are. It makes your life a lot easier because you're not exhausted by constantly switching all the time. Well, it's just another form of decision fatigue, right? So, I mean, we've all heard the stories about how Mark Zuckerberg and everyone, people like that, they wear the exact same thing every day so that they don't have to make that decision. I can only imagine that's one tiny decision in the morning, right? And they make a point of doing it because it actually betters their life. So that's one tiny decision. But if you're putting on a public persona and every time you go on social media, whether it's, you know, live, a post, a story, what have you, right? If you're having to change your persona to do that every single time, that many times a day, that would be incredibly exhausting. Yeah. And the best compliment anyone can always give me is, oh, you're exactly what I thought you were going to be like. (laughs) Because I have had the experience of meeting someone in person and been like, you swear constantly in your posts. And I literally, you have like the most prim and proper like day-to-day discussion. I'm like, who's writing your posts? Because it's not you. Yeah. And then that just creates further dissonance, right? Like, that's the other thing in a brand. Like, people may not trust you when those little small little cues. I think, you know, If you've done the work to do the no like and trust, you want to do everything you can day in, day out to maintain that trust. Because once trust is broken, good luck getting that back. 100%. Maggie, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for going over the different cores of truth. I would love for you to tell people how they can find out more about this and anything that you have going on there. So the best place to find me always is my podcast because you're listening to a podcast, which is the BS Free Service Business Show. It's everywhere where Brittany's show is. Exactly. (laughs) And then I'm also um, about to launch a group program called Trust DNA. And that's going to really walk through how to move into that kind of trust driven approach to your business. I really see this as a space for experimentation. It's not going to be like Maggie's rigid framework. It's like, let's take the spirit of this method and apply it. So that's over at smallbusinessboss.co slash lab. Wonderful. Well, Maggie, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Brittany. This is great. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. As I've already said, I do trust Maggie. She is doing the good work out there, and I so appreciate her taking the time to share here with my audience. On that note, I hope you guys have a happy new year. I have some really fun episodes planned for you guys in the new year. A few of me uh, going out on a bit of a rant and telling you why certain things out there in the world of content, content marketing, and course creators are just not working for you, why they're not working for you. And because you know I love solutions, I will be producing and sharing solutions along the way. See you next year. All right, friends, you know the drill. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, we're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams. And we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people. Getting, again, this same great information out there 
and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you next week.